hello, welcome back to Baki Taki Season 5, Episode 7? Yeah, the final episode of the final season uh, in real time, as this is our last recording. Uh, and to commemorate such a special occasion, it's my wife, Lindsay. Hello. Thanks for coming on, Lindsay. I know you've been bored lately, not a lot to do, so figured we got a free evening tonight and we can <laughs> record the podcast. Yeah. Anything interesting going on in your life? Uh, I'm about to give birth. Like, give us a time frame. Like, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. But first, we got to talk Boggy. Uh, <laughs> of course. So, Lindsay, you've watched a lot of Boggy. Um, yes. What do you want to see? Some would say too much. Me, specifically. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, there's still a few episodes left in Baki Hanma. What do you want to see happen that hasn't happened yet? Well, the great thing about this episode was that nothing in the opening credits happened because they focused on, like, Baki and his dad, and then none of that was in this episode. I was That's basically all I knew about this season because I hadn't really watched any of it. That's not quite true. That one clip of Retsu jumping in the air... Um, I think that happened in oh, this episode. Okay. <laughs> also confusing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this was a weird episode. Like normally I come upstairs, I'm like fired up, I'm like, there's a bunch of stupid stuff, like I it made me annoyed. This one was very like I was confused in a whole different way. I I had no idea who half the characters in this were. I like there was a lot of actual fighting, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed in the sense that like you know, it's a fighting show. I like when they're like, they get to the point. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know what any of these fights mean. I don't know why. I don't know. If the, I don't them. know if the fighters in the show could tell you that, to be honest. <laughs> let's let's dive in on the most um, inexplicable fight. It's uh, Chiharu Shiba versus Baki. That's yeah. the blonde guy, right? Yeah. Now, so obviously you don't remember Chiharu. Um, remember? I'm supposed to remember him? He was in episode five of the original uh, season did that we I did. Did I watch that? No, no. Okay, then why would I remember <laughs> That's why I said, obviously, you won't remember Chihiro Shiba. Um, he's, he's, how would you describe him? He has a big dragon tattoo on his back, and otherwise, he is pretty unremarkable in this show. <laughs> like, I feel like in any, in real life or in any other show, he'd obviously be, like, big, strong, Super Saiyan-looking guy. His hair also has that, like, Super Saiyan, like, pointiness. Yep, yep. But otherwise, in this show, I'm just kind of like, oh, he he looks pretty close to a white guy, which is weird because he's <laughs> blonde and everything. Would you describe him as pretty fly for a white guy? No. Okay. Um, also, just a fun little thing. I'm pretty sure it's not a dragon tattoo. That's actually King Ghidorah, the classic Godzilla monster. Well, that makes sense because he... So that was the weird thing. It starts... I thought for a second it started in the middle of a fight between the two of them, but then I was like, it seemed like the shtick was maybe they keep fighting. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like, maybe this is actually the start of just another new fight of theirs. So that was confusing. But then he just started for like, seriously, like five minutes talking about how Baki was his kaiju and, and like, and I was like, I don't, dude, I think, I think fighting a giant, like, Godzilla kaiju would be a little different than fighting. Baki? Yeah. Yeah, you might have a chance against Godzilla. Mm. Um, so, Chiharu is a fun guy. He, he sort of represents the idea of, um, 
you know, willpower. Like he doesn't, he's not particularly he's not good. good at any, yeah. The, my favorite attack he had was he ran up and said, it looks like I'm going to give you an uppercut. I'm making it look like I'll throw an uppercut, but the truth is what I'm actually throwing is an uppercut. And then I'm going to hit him with an uppercut. Like that yeah. was, that's martial arts right there. No, that's not martial <laughs> arts. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. You're punching somebody. See, the thing to me is, like, maybe that would have been effective if he'd been saying that out loud. And, like, Baki heard him go, you think I'm gonna give you an uppercut? But the thing is, he wasn't. So, Baki just went, oh, he's gonna give me an uppercut. And then prepared for an uppercut. Like, it... I don't know. That didn't make any sense why that would be good. I don't know. Yeah. It was, It was honestly, it was a very confusing start because I didn't know who he was. I didn't know why he was fighting Baki. I didn't know, like... Well, my, my favorite thing was after Baki kept saying, I'm going to fight using Chiharu style. And then you, well, that wasn't you were just at like... First. Oh, yeah. Then and then I was like, just... who's that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who that is. And then the guy seemed like upset and i was thinking oh this must be like his master someone important and then eventually you were like no it's just him and i was like oh i love chihara's attitude like he knows deep down that he, there's no reason for him to be here and that this fight is dumb but when baki starts poking fun at him he just gets so serious and he's just like what are you fucking you fucking acting like me like, <sighs> very funny not a person you should make fun of Oh, you little punk, I'm gonna rip out Even you. if you died. Kick yeah, he was kind brat. of, he had, he was vulgar. Like, he was calling him, like, a, the B-word and just, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to say it. Don't laugh at me. The B-word. Well, it just Glenn's didn't, it didn't, years. it didn't feel appropriate for the two men on the screen. I, I just was like, this show does not have enough women in it to... To be able to say that word. I don't know. Is it misogynistic to call somebody that term in a world without women? <laughs> well, they don't have no women in the world, just no women in the show. Not yet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna evolve so much that they just start like, you know, cloning themselves. I, I and... could honestly see if I just opened the manga like ten years later and it's like some children of men scenario where just women aren't there anymore, but yeah. like the plot they, hasn't changed. But, yeah. And they, they've done it purposely <laughs> to protect the women, and then eventually they just stop being born. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so yeah, so the so Baki kind of wins that first fight, and then he starts going, I'm going to do this, this... Well, he goes to sleep or something. Yeah, he, takes, then, he, he, he reads from his little book. Yeah, and then he gets up and he's like, okay, we got to fight again. So she's gone to the grocery store, which is fun. I actually like seeing that he went to the yeah, grocery hungry. store. You're I like, did. Mm, it was like a nice baguette in that bag. And yeah. I was worried because he like punched him with the same hand and I was worried the food was going to go everywhere. Anyways, it didn't. So that's good. So, but then but then he started doing the, what's his face? Chihari style. Yeah. yeah. Which was literally, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, it was literally to take your weak points and make them weapons. Yeah. Which basically was if you your hand is broken your opponent's gonna like go for that hand so let them and then punch them with it yeah it's exactly that okay it would be yeah it's like oh you think this will hurt me i'll just like it, it's the equivalent of if you got stabbed and then somebody tried to stab you again if, if you like if you caught the knife with your stab wound and twisted it out like it's it's fighting in a way that maximizes pain to yourself. 
but yeah, but it seemed like when G- Jiha- Jiharu, Jiharu, Chiharu, Chi- Chi- when Chiharu did it, it seemed like it just hurt him. <laughs> but Baki was like, "Just kidding! I'm gonna do the same style, and it's it's really mostly just gonna hurt you." And so then he basically like broke his hand and his foot and whatever, and then and then he was like, "Oh, the ultimate." What the- sore, not not sore spot. The ultimate vulnerable spot. Uh, yeah, vital spot. Vital spot is the eyes. Yeah, that was the only thing that made me annoyed. I will say is that reference to, because he was saying, "Oh, if if you go for my eyes, that's martial arts, and that's not your style." And then it was like, you have to, you have to. It's like two flies as you move, and I was like, "Well, flies can move away from each other. Your eyes can't really just like distend your head like." Eye poking takes a lot of skill. Your opponent moves at will, while your target is a mere two or three centimeters in size. It's as difficult as simultaneously catching two flies buzzing through the air. There's no way you could ever do it. Yeah, you never know. I could see Baki pull something off. Ew. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, because well, when Chiharu is doing his martial art, it feels like it is a psychological move. You know, like he is sort of by fighting that way he is signaling i am an insane person i am mm. probably on bath salts you don't want to <laughs> fight me but when baki does it he's it's signaling i have the body of a god and yeah, but the, you will the bounce problem off is me. that might work with other people but baki's own like half brother is literally i would guess on bath salts <laughs> and going around biting everyone and stuff so like he's pretty used to someone being unhinged you know <laughs> Oh, that's a great point. Jar is like not even top ten. <laughs> no, he's not even need to like Baki felt like he was like he felt sorry for him. Like he's like, I get the willpower. Like, wasn't it the line he even said, like, even if you died, you would still keep fighting? Oh, you little punk, I'm gonna rip out. Even if you died. No. Even once you're dead, you'd still fight. And I was like, at this point, Baki just wants to put him out of his misery. Like, he just felt bad. He's like, how do I end this, like, quietly? And How do I, how do I, how do I end this without murdering this man? Well, no, I think he would have murdered him if he thought that would have ended it. But he literally didn't think that would end it. Some pickle logic right there. <laughs> um... At that moment, it was engraved on his mind that some things don't die when they are killed. This man was clearly one of those. So the fight continues. Um, the Chiharu style. He, uh, Chiharu breaks his fist and his uh, like his uh, what the, the calf bone. Um, yeah, that was unclear. And oh, the, I guess it, yeah, I don't know. And so yeah, that, but then Baki just like rams his. Chiharu <laughs> pretends to put his two fingers out to stab him in the eye, but then again in his brain he goes like, or the narrator I guess is like. Yeah. He never had any intention of actually doing it. I'm like, what? Is, what is this guy? Is this guy supposed to be some sort of like magician? Like he's pretend. Like look over here, and I, I don't know. And then and then Baki just really fast slams his eyes and and breaks his his hand. Yeah. And then the fight's over. He used the uh, the cockroach dash. Um, are you which from- which I was like, what is that? And then you were like, oh, don't worry, they'll come back to it because they immediately jumped to Retsu. And then later on. Sorry, can I jump ahead? Yeah. Later on, Baki's, like, icing his eyes and stuff, and he sees a cockroach and just, like, bows to him. And I'm like, that doesn't explain anything. <laughs> the music they played, it was so ominous. 
So, Editor Steve here. The audio of this scene's wild, uh, but to describe the visual, it's just Baki chilling in his room as he bows down before a cockroach that wandered in. So, I'll, I'll explain it. I did love that he just bowed down to the cockroach. Is that something from a previous episode? Or yes. is it, Oh, okay. I was like, what am I missing here? So, I'll, I'll explain it like this. Um, mm. You've you've heard, you, you know the whole thing about, like, if we shrunk down to the size of an ant, we'd be much stronger. Um, sure. This is a similar thing, that cockroaches proportionately are much faster than we are. Oh. If we were to run as fast as a cockroach does in relation to its own body we would be running at the speed of a bullet train which um, is what Baki did because he didn't let he didn't give him time to like pull the fingers and yeah. punch Baki in the eyes and uh, the way Baki does this is that cockroaches don't have muscle fiber they have liquid in their system so Baki learned a technique where he pretends that he's made of liquid and so he then, can run really fast yeah exactly okay exactly. so it was a whole convoluted way to just be like he ran really fast yeah <laughs> okay Alright. Speaking of running really fast, uh, well, I guess we, we don't want to get to Usain Bolt yet. Um, what? Okay, we'll get there. Was uh, he in this episode? Yeah. Okay. So. Oh my god, was he? Oh my god, <laughs> is that him? Yeah. Um, so back to Retsu. The... Back to? What do you we, we This is the first time I'm jumping to Retsu just like randomly in the middle of this. So like, so he's also in the he's in the middle of a fight, right? Fighting the great smoking Joe. Which is why I both was confused and liked this episode because we kind of jump right into these fights. No transition, just right into Retsu. Retsu's like on the ground too. Like he just got like Retsu's on the ground concussed. Yeah, um, and this His brain is like shaking literally. I was surprised they didn't have like a "Don't do this at home" warning. Um, I mean. That's if you're if you're watching this show any part of this show and thinking you should do any of it at home, you're too young to be watching this show. So Retsu is on the ground concussed, and he gets a flashback with Kaiokaku looking a spry 135 years old. Yeah, I was gonna say he still looks really old. He just has a bit longer hair. Oh. Um, and so Kaku basically says. You know, your brain is currently vibrating. Um, and I believe that maybe there's some truth in that for a concussion. I don't think it's vibrating as violently as Red Sue's is. Mm. Um, but, you know, how do you stop it from vibrating? You can either, one, wait for, you know, this is like basic physics. Just wait for the, uh, you know, energy momentum, momentum whatever, to yeah. die out. Or hit five, it five, ten minutes. Yeah. Or hit it with an equal and opposite force. Okay, but I want to point out, so... <laughs> Okay, so Retsu chooses the equal force and literally punches his head at the, at, at the perfect time to stop his brain. But here's the thing. When, when Kaku, is that his name? Yep. When he's showing Retsu, he's got some weird little jello thing. Tofu. Oh, okay. So he's got a big block of tofu and he's showing him how it jiggles. And then when he goes to stop it, he just jiggles it kind of against the grain or whatever you want to call it. Like, he doesn't punch the tofu to stop it. I just thought that was... I thought Retsu was... I, was, I thought he was waiting for the perfect moment to, like, shake his head. Honestly, give him a break. He's got a concussion. <laughs> but then he just punches himself in the side of his head. Wow, like, that must have been the funniest thing for the audience. Because the referee dude is, like, literally counting. And he's, like, at eight 
you know, yeah. nine, and this guy just punches, punches himself, himself, and, and then, then leaps, leaps up. up and spins like on. His, I was gonna say on his heel, but it's on his um peg, peg leg. leg. Yeah. Although, is it like metal now? Like it's balling. What kind of peg leg does he have? It's insane. combat, combat peg. Honestly. leg. Honestly. So Retsu jumps back up, and right as he does, the fight basically ends Turns for the round. Way. Well, no. First we have first oh, we have a little right. conversation. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Retsu's little friend, who um, his, I, is it? Was it his manager or his? Uh, more, more his coach. Oh, coach. I just call him his little friend because, like, there's no this guy. Like, it was weird. He's, I he's never done one thing that Retsu's found useful until so this. I did see when Retsu first met him at his gym. Yeah, I'd kind of seen him then, and you immediately were like, "Oh, this guy's the worst." And I started to defend him. I was like, "Oh, come on," because you know Retsu's like, "Give me some advice," and he's like, "I don't even know what moves you're doing. How can I give you advice?" And I was like, "I I think that's fair." You know, I was like, "That's pretty fair." And so I was kind of defending him to you, and then literally Retsu was like. Just give me your advice, you know, if it was just boxing. And I was expecting him to go, okay, well, Joe's, you know, right hook or good book. And he just kind of goes, give it your all. And I was like, no, he's, you're right. He's the worst. Like, this what, is, a, like the what coach, terrible this advice. This is like Air level coaching. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Please give me your advice. Huh? Uh, give it your all. Everything you got. Go punch out. <laughs> No, like I, I, and then Retsu acts like that, like helps him. Yeah, like he's like, oh, all right, I'll give it my all. Use everything I've got. Like Retsu is just, I don't know how, I don't know what he approached this fight before with, but <laughs> he decides to give it his all, which basically means it's jumping time. Um, and then we get another flashback. Yeah, this is the third flashback because we actually had a previous flashback about concussions in the last episode with a different guy. With Retsu. Yeah. So, wait, there's only been three, but two of them were in this one? That's so weird. So, Retsu is being taught by some guy who looks like Goki Shibukawa, and he's jumping around, and Retsu's like, oh, I can't hit you. And the guy's like, yeah, because I can jump, so you can't beat me. I mean, that's a that's a terrible description of it, but that is basically what happens, yeah. I'll play a clip or something. <laughs> I, it's not that exciting of a scene. You don't need to play a clip. Retsu's also a teenager I'll, I'll, I'll in these. Put, I'll put some we should have said he's like a child slash tween age in these flashbacks. Why? If you are such a genius fighter, then why haven't you been able to punch me yet? I'm an old man who's only using jumping techniques. Why can't you hit me? I haven't lost yet. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, it's not like big giant Retsu and someone's going like, "Ha ha! You can't catch me." <laughs> That'd be so much better. Um. But yeah, so Retsu starts jumping. Well, the other the other lesson from it is that when somebody is in the air, you can only defend yourself. Except then, I know it doesn't. It's not wrong real. Yeah. in the fight. I think those guys at the temple just make shit up. Um, <laughs> well, they were doing martial arts, not boxing, Steve. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah, but then he starts he starts using the ring like, <laughs> like like literally WWE wrestling style. Yeah, but if he was like a fairy using the ring <laughs> and i mean that literally like a flying fairy yeah like. well usually you would use the the ring to you know move you horizontally like mm-hmm. on, on like an x-axis back end but retsu is going on the y-axis he is like jumping on it and propelling himself like a, like a gymnast yeah that's that's a good description it's incredible and do, and he's literally in the air doing spins before he comes down and punches and it's legal because it's punches um <laughs> And that doesn't just mean it's boxing, it means this is also kung fu. 
so Smoke and Joe gets his ass handed to him and actually gets knocked down. Mm-hmm. Every- Everyone's like, whoa. Muhammad Ali's in the audience collecting mouth guards. Um, okay, so that was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Okay, it just kept cutting to, like, a close-up of this guy in, like, black shades. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't tell who this is. It's the lesser-known third blues brother, uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh my god, you're right, though. The the, the frickin' uh, mouth, guard. mouth guards were so gross. Like, when he got punched and then it went into the audience and some guy who now I know is Muhammad Ali just grabs it and starts, like, talking. And I'm like, why are you holding that, sir? And then, like, a little while later he gets punched again. And you were like, I was like, well, how did he get another mouth guard? And you were like, no, it's just his teeth. And I was like, I don't know. And then he gets punched again and another mouth guard falls out. I'm like, how many mouth I guards? He, I think he wears multiple mouth guards at the same time. So weird. Yeah. So Retsu then uh, has some hilarious attacks where he puts his hand over the guy's face and just starts punching Oh, yeah. Him. He starts like blinding him and... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know boxing enough to know if any of that is legal, but it's like, I, I guess you're just using your hands. But he basically is acting like the fight's over. Yeah. And he's like, that one landed. And that one. And that one hit home, too. And I'm like, but Smoking Joe puts up the best performance we've seen from a boxer since... From, honestly, a lot of people in the show. Yeah. Like, he would be... Oh, yeah. Ranked really high in that jail. <laughs> if, if Iron Michael was in the, wasn't even in the top ten, yeah. This guy would be... Who knows? This guy, Smoking Joe Frazier versus Jay Guevara. That's what I want to see. Honestly, that would have been good. Um, but Smoking Joe, even though he's taken like 90 hits, um, he actually starts landing some back mm. on Retsu. And the fight's pretty even. And it well, forces... the, be- the best one is when Retsu's like, what is the line where he goes, in danger, take to the skies. <laughs> take to the skies. I don't know what he says. He also put the clip, but it's it's that vibe. And he jumps up again, and then Smoke and Joe or whatever just punches him in the nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, can you do that in boxing? I don't know. Danger. Into the air. Take to the skies. I guess if the, the if the guy part. jumps up high enough that you know you could argue i was going for his head and then it's like oh my god yeah so we got the quote wrong but i just have to say i have been quoting that line for days like take to the skies just whenever something is going wrong or if you are being raised up in any way just the idea of like in a panic situation and just being take to the skies i i you know we were at the hospital giving you know giving birth i don't know if we were both giving birth but you know what i mean um and whenever Lindsay would be raised up on those hospital beds i was just thinking take to the skies and oh my god <laughs> it's i just i just i just can't so it forces Ratsu to use his secret ultimate move uh do you want to describe it sure um he in his boxing glove. So I mean, it was confusing at first because literally it just showed us his hand in his boxing glove curling into a fist, and I was like, "Hold up, you haven't had your hands curled into a fist." But then it's clear after he he punches him that he's put his middle finger slightly above the. Re- Thank you for that. <laughs> he's put his middle finger slightly above the other ones to make like a point, mm-hmm. and he's hitting. Did they say a fulcrum or something on his it's, face? It's something. Like a, like a weird little point be, in between your nose and your mouth. 
And they were, you know, and the narrator starts doing their dumb thing where they start going like, "If you get hit there, you're done. You are paralyzed. Yeah, you are all going your limbs get paralyzed. Well, no, clearly it was you were right. It was temporary <laughs> paralysis because I was like, "Oh my god, don't kill him!" But yeah, yeah, and and he did. He did that, and then won. But then he felt all guilty, which I don't understand. Like I was confused. He was like, "Oh, I was trying to save this." secret move for another harder fight and i'm like but why like i guess he thought it was cheating i don't know but then why why save it for a harder fight great question (laughs) i don't know but yeah and then and then as everybody's cheering him on we see who would be his harder fight um the the the, the champ. champ comes out um his name was something bolt um and i've learned that this guy is basically usain bolt um, if he were what? a boxer now here's the the worst part um so if you remember uh the end of this season uh is after the credits we get a press conference with retsu talking about a boxing match i had always the end ass- of this season yeah the end of the season after I don't well, we, you, you were we not haven't seen it yet <laughs> <laughs> so um i had a th- you're I had spoiling fu- things i i know because it, the rest of the season we'll be talking about yujiro and baki um I had assumed that that press conference was about this fight that we had just seen because this is the last we see of Retsu. But Wait, they, what? But they actually off-screen his fight versus Usain Bolt and just have a little press conference about it. Wait, they don't. We will never see that fight, and that's not an anime issue. The manga did that as well. I'm sorry. This is, so. This is the last fight Retsu has, and he's like, he feels guilty. He's gonna run after the guy and tell him, but then. Usain Bolt the boxer is like yeah and holds his hand up and then that's that's how they end Retsu's like fighting basically before just one like press conference yep so the press conference takes place after his fight yep he's saying how he won that's the well now you've made me angry at the episode that's just so stupid like did he use his weird little trick finger again? Like we, I'm gonna have to rewatch. Honestly, I don't even. I gotta know. I barely connected the dots at the time. Um, That's so ridiculous. Like this was. Don't get me wrong. I actually quite enjoyed it. it. Was a silly but good fight and all that. But it's not like it shouldn't be the end of the the whole B plot of the season. And what are we on? Like seven? Like yeah. We're halfway through, and you're telling me, oh my god. But the thing is, you look at the next few episodes, father-son dining, the biggest father-son fight in history, son-father and well, that's why, of dad. that's why I was confused, because until you put it on, I didn't know which episode you were going to have me do, so I was expecting it to be, like, Yujiro and Baki, because I've been catching glimpses of that, but so then to have these random things, like, these people coming up was very confusing, yeah. Yeah, Chihari is a fun addition to a season that doesn't... Well, then we, we haven't even talked about the last scene. Yes, let's which go also back I to... Was, who was this other person? You were you were saying his oh, name. Oh, that's Hanayama. He's not wearing his, his uh, mafioso suit, but that's uh, Kaoru Hanayama. Is that the other teenager guy? Yeah, the, ma- oh. the Yakuza. Okay, I didn't... I, okay. So, do you want to just explain how this scene conversation went? This, this is how we end the episode. <gasps> I can try, but honestly, I was very, very confused. Like, so it's this guy, mafiosa man, and Aliana. right, and Chia something. Chiaru. Yeah, and so he's Chiaru's got his hands <laughs> wrapped up, in wrapped bandages. up in in casts and everything, and they're just having this conversation, like in a in a 
like a nice little living room maybe unclear um and and he's just being asked about his fights with Baki and he's saying like you know oh did you did you get him and he's like no Baki's well so above me and so da 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 and then Hanayama is like you know, did you get any hits? And he's like, only when Baki let me. And Hanayama's like, that's okay, that counts. And I'm like, what? Counts for what? Like, are you keeping score? Like, and then, um, and then basically he's reiterating, like, what Baki did with the eyes and stuff. And then they, they have this whole weird back and forth where it's like, okay, I don't know. It was, it was almost like Baki was able to do it because he believed it would work. And Chiahara doesn't think he could do it because it wouldn't work because he doesn't think he can do it. I don't know. I was so confused. I was like, why is this third dude involved? Why are they talking about the eye thing? This and- is this was probably one of the more anime moments. Like, it felt like they were dipping their toes into the classic anime belief of if you believe in yourself, you can do it. Chia- Chiaharu doesn't think that his eyeballs would um survive getting gouged into somebody's fingers well and... he was saying you'd have to be going so fast like a bullet train yeah and that was when we cut to the cockroach scene so that makes sense now but what i what i liked about it was it felt like Ka- like hanayama was subtly hyping him up like by the end chiharu was sort of like he had gone from no i couldn't do it to like hey maybe no if I but, was then, going but then i feel fast. like then it went into his like thoughts again and he was like no i could never do it Like, it left very, like... Well, it was super weird because it ended on that shot where it just, like, Looney Tunes styles in on his head. Yeah. I I was... Honestly, that's why I was confused because I'm like, it didn't feel like this guy was coming back, but also they were setting it up to have some sort of, like, he, he had some sort of growth there, but I'm like, I know the rest of the season is not about this guy, so... I don't know. And even Hanayama, I'm like, what? How do you know each other? Like, what's going on with y'all? Like, it was such a weird conversation honestly oh man i don't know it doesn't sound like i missed much like even you don't have a lot to add to that (laughs) okay like how do they know each other are they from the same gang yeah 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 yeah. oh okay so jerry works for uh hanayama okay well you could have said that at some point at least that makes sense why they're talking yeah no they hang out and is hanayama trying to like go fight baki at some point i think what he's trying to do is i think this was a way his way of helping baki prepare for his fight with yujiro was that hopefully Chiharu could teach him something. Okay, well. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's Does he use it eventually? The cockroach dash? Oh, that? He uses the cockroach dash. Yes. Oh, wow. So that was the whole thing out of all of this. I think he learned the, the importance of a fighting spirit, and he got to actually try out the cockroach dash. I guess this fighting spirit actually is a good thing for Baki, because one of the, like things in this anime from the beginning has been Baki's very, like, nonchalant. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like he's never going to put more effort than he needs. So it is kind of interesting being against an opponent who, no matter how bad he, like, hurts him, is just going to kind of keep going back. It's good to get somebody come in and kick Baki's big butt into action. He, that's a line of his, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You trying to sneak in stuff you've already told when me. When I can't about. have references. You can do references, but... I'm your wife. I know everything. All right. Two two things to close off for you. First off, you've watched a lot of Baki. You must be a huge fan. Do you think that the show has gotten better over time? Um, I'm going to say yes. 
because one, we're actually following Baki, which I think is important to have some sort of character to follow in these. <laughs> like the first season just started so abruptly and we barely ever saw Baki. Yeah. Um, and just having kind of, you know, a vibe from every season, it's like, okay, we're actually following Baki's journey and all that jazz, which is better. Um, but no, also in the sense that it's all, it's still ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, second thing, I've been doing a bunch of recommendations this season, and I'll, I'll throw one in when I edit this. Do you have any recommendations, things for people to watch? Like animes? If you want. <laughs> Why? It could be anything. It could be the traders. No, I wouldn't recommend the traders. I would recommend um, the other one, the other Netflix one. That oh, you know what's a good one? I've been watching a lot of uh, just like reality TV stuff, and there was that really good Korean one. Oh, the devil's the game. devil's plan. The devil's plan. Yeah, that was really really good. If you're if you're into kind of like game shows that are a little more like. You know, you have to be really smart, and you have to, like, it was intense. I love the caliber of the players on that game. Yeah. Like, it was, I don't know well, why. Well, because but... I watch a lot of Big Brother, too, and that's usually just, like, a bunch of schmucks. You know what I mean? It's just, like, random people. But then, yeah, we were watching this, you know, for the first time watching more of, like, a Korean yeah, reality they, show. Yeah, like, Nobel laureates coming on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, bar, yeah. the bar is so high. You got, like, really smart people. Like, like the only ones that weren't, um, like basically the top ones in korean uh culture were like we're like oh i'm a like youtuber who does this or whatever and it's like even that you know they're not yeah oh yeah anyways that's a good one that's a really good one or the mole the mole's another really good one you did love the mole yeah remember how much i beat you at that predicting who the mole was no. All right. Well, that's all the Baki we've got to talk you. Yeah, right. Like, you're never going to talk Baki with me again. Uh, for, <laughs> for now. <laughs> all right. I'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>
teenager coming out of war trauma and who basically just doesn't have emotions and sort of throughout the course of the show she sort of learns how to feel um in ways that she hasn't before uh, i don't i don't want to give too much away and i i think that this is an, a show that uh you know there's an overarching plot which is good but its strength is that sometimes it gets very episodic you know violet will go somewhere and you know nobody else from the cast is there it's just her and a new group um sort of makes me think of doctor who a little bit it's you know it's set in a fictional sort of post-world war one type of uh world and um i quite liked it I am just going to say here that this is not like the perfect show. Uh, it's an adaptation of a light novel, which I assume was made for maybe a younger audience because there's some silly stuff in here. Like, it's the the anime treats it like it's Oscar bait, but then you have details where it's just like, why why was this ten year old fighting in the war? And you know, in like in the goofier source material, and I say goofy, but I, I guess I mean just sort of more absurd source material you know like she's fighting with a battle axe and in world war one and so they they drop all of that ridiculous stuff but then you're just sort of left with like well why why was this 10 year old fighting in the war um i guess she was good at it i don't know um so it's it's not like the perfect show um and that's why i, I sort of lean into the episodicness i think that some of the episodes hit in, incredibly hard and are it, it, worth it and the rest of the show is good too um, but I'm not going to come out here and say that this is like uh, a 10 out of 10 perfect show. Also, this is a recommendation for the show. There's also like two spinoff movies and a special episode. The episode's good. The first spinoff movie with the boarding school is fine. Uh, and the second movie, I think, is a Problematic Wish Fulfillment. Um, I describe it as a guilty pleasure that you really have to um, <laughs> you really have to put your own headcanon into it um i i think it's better to just uh ignore that one anyway those <laughs> that's my recommendation it, 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 and it's it's a strong one this week all right see y'all <laughs>